Welcome to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose, the podcast where Sharon, with her many years of experience of learning to trust her psychic senses, will inspire you to tap into your psychic ability and guide your physical experience to become your best energized self. Join us in the very first episode where she tells her story of how she discovered her ability to work with people and found a passion to want to make a difference. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Sharon Rose, and I've learned to follow my psychic senses to aid me in growing a joyful, beautiful, fabulous life. And uh, it's been a journey of laughter and crying and celebrating and being in awe and wondering what the hell just happened. I love sharing my story with others because it's the way that most people will grow and they will learn. Uh, And so what I want to do is I want to inspire you today. I'm going to tell you a story, and it spans 30 years, 31 years to be exact. It starts in 1978. I'm going to share a story about a past life, a phobia, and a connection to a real relationship that I've enjoyed for the last 31 years. So let's get started and go back to 1978. I decided that I was going to go and see a psychic. Now I was back in my twenties and I didn't go see psychics. I didn't even believe in psychics. I thought they were all a little bit wacky. But back in the 70s, nobody believed in psychics, but I was desperate. I had a marriage that was in trouble. It wasn't this marriage. It was my previous marriage. And I wanted to know what was going to happen. So I went there for her to tell me my future. Lo and behold, I walked into an office and this lady was sitting at a desk. She was amazing. She was a really good psychic. Her name was Lorna. She was sitting at a desk and very professional. And I asked her, I said, what's going to happen with my marriage? Because it's kind of in trouble. And she looked at me and she says, well, that's completely up to you. And I was kind of ticked because I thought, well, you're supposed to know. You're the psychic. You're the smart one. You're supposed to tell me. And as over the years, I realized, of course, that good psychic doesn't make predictions because that takes away the power of choice. Then all of a sudden, you've got somebody that's taking your power and telling you what's going to happen in your life when it's your life. Anyways, as I was walking out of the office, she said to me, she said, you know, Sharon, you have a lot of ability. She said, I'm running a one-day workshop on Saturday. If you want to come in, I, I would like to invite you in to the workshop. And I thought about it and I said, well, why not? Why not? I always thought I was really smart. I never connected myself to being psychic. I just thought I was really smart. (laughs) Anyways, so on Saturday, I went to the workshop and we were paired up. There was six or eight of us in the workshop group and we were paired up two by two and we were given scripts and they were, I didn't realize at the time, but they had hypnosis suggestion in them. And my partner, our task was to connect with a phobia that we had in this current lifetime see where the beginning of it was. Uh, was it connected to a past life? Was it something in our early childhood? What, what, where did we develop this phobia? And the real intent was to try and determine if it did come from a past life. And I had always been claustrophobic. Now I'm in my mid to late 20s at this point in time. And I'd always been claustrophobic. So I told my partner, I said, right, we're going to look for claustrophobia. We're going to see where, where I became claustrophobic. So we, she started walking me back into these past lives and experienced a little bit of this one. A little bit, I was an old fisherman on a boat and it was kind of irrelevant. And all of a sudden I was, it was very real. And I was a man and I was walking through rubble that had been bombed out rubble from uh, buildings in Paris. And I knew I was, knew my name was Pierre. And I was tall and I was lean and I was scared. I was really, really scared. And I was really worried because I had left my wife and my two small children in a bombed out cathedral in Paris. I was trying to get them out of the country and to safety. And the liaison that was supposed to meet up with us hadn't shown up to meet with us as he was supposed to. He missed the deadline. And I knew something had happened. So I worked at night predominantly. I was an information carrier. 
for the French army, I'm assuming. And I I had to go out and try and find someone to meet up with someone to get my wife and kids out of Paris. In the process of doing that, I was captured. And when I was captured, I was taken to these tunnels and I was put into a prison situation in the tunnel. I was a prisoner of war of the Germans. And I was absolutely devastated because I was terrified for my wife and my children. And that never, ever left my mind. And as we progressed in this script, now you have to remember, I'm sitting in Calgary in an office of a psychic, but I'm having this experience, this very real experience of being locked in this tunnel, in this this cell in this tunnel that was very small. And I'm feeling all the feels of this beautiful woman that I love so much and these children that I really wanted to protect, not knowing if they were safe or if they were alive or dead, if they'd gotten out of Paris, I didn't know what was happening with them and knowing they were my responsibility and I was locked up and there was nothing I could do. And my heart was just breaking. So my heart is breaking on one side of me. And on the other side of me, I'm this perfect 26 year old woman sitting in this office in Calgary. So there's almost like there's two aspects of me there. I started to cry. I started to to sob. And my partner said, are you okay? Are you okay? And I kept saying, I'm okay. Because I I knew she was my partner. I knew where I was there. But I also was feeling the feeling of being locked away and not being able to help my wife. So she called Lorna over and she said, Lorna, I don't know what to do because she won't stop crying. (laughs) And I said to Lorna, I said, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm okay. And I'm sobbing. (laughs) And Lorna said to my partner, walk her forward in that lifetime. So my partner walked me forward in the lifetime, but I died. And I died in that tunnel, in that environment. And the cell that I was kept in, I was quite tall as a man. And the cell that I was kept in wasn't really big enough for me to have much mobility. And there wasn't a lot of light. The only light that I could see was off a coil when I was in this cell was down the corridor of the tunnel at the end, on the end wall, which was dirt. There was a station there where one of the German soldiers would sit and he had a coal oil lamp. And his lamp would flicker on the wall. And that was the only light I could see. So I came out of that experience really befuddled and really befused and thinking, oh my God, I was a prisoner of war, but I knew it was real. I knew it was real. There was no question in my mind it was real. Did I have all the pieces at this point? No, I didn't. Now that's in 1978. Let's fast forward a little bit. 14 years later in 1992, I was free from my marriage that was causing me so much distress that sent me to the psychic in the first place. And I met a new man named David. And when I met David in 92, now remember 14 years difference here, I really liked him right away. We got along really well and we started doing all kinds of work together in different jobs and different things that we did in our particular industries. And we accepted a contract out in Vancouver to work for a year for a company out there. So we went out to Vancouver and we're touring around and David and I are just getting along, doing really, really good, having a lot of fun. And this was in, uh, this was in 93, 94. And by this point in time, I'd gotten to know David's family. And I had understood that David's family came from the Channel Islands, which the island of Jersey, and that he still had family there. And as soon as I found out that he had family in the Channel Islands, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with learning about these people. I wanted to know what they were like. I wanted to know everything about them. I wanted to know the family tree. I I don't know what I was looking for because it wasn't even my family. It was David's family. But his dad was excited because it's his family. So together, his dad and I would talk and he'd show me all these books. And he had a cousin that wrote some books. There was all kinds of stuff. And I was just really, really obsessed with the Channel Islands. Well, meanwhile, David and I went in uh, to Vancouver 
Um, it was around 97. Went to Vancouver, did this, uh, doing this work. And I went to get my hair done. And it was small, I'm not kidding, four chairs. So it was four chairs. And I think there was four hairdressers. And they each had their own chair. And so small that their two chairs were back to back. And I could hear the conversations of the other hair people in there. And one lady was saying to her hairstylist that her son had gone to Jersey had just left to go to Jersey. And I couldn't help it. I had to ask her. I said, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to butt in, but are you talking about the Channel Islands? Are you talking about Jersey in the States? And she said, no, she said, I'm talking about the Channel Islands. I said, oh, and my heart's going hundred miles an hour. I'm like so excited because, oh, and I said, is he going to like on a holiday or is he going to work or what is it that he, you know, I, I don't mean to be intrusive. And she said, oh no, no, he's going over there to do studies on the German tunnels. And I was like, oh, and the wind went right out of me and I couldn't wait. Well, when I got my breath back, I never said anything to her. I never said anything to my hairstylist. I never said, I said, oh, I hope he has a good time. And I'm just anxious to get out of the hair shop so I can go talk to my husband and tell him there's German tunnels in Jersey. And I died in a German tunnel. And I asked her about the tunnels of war. And she said they were built by the prisoners of war. And that's all she really knew. And I was like, they were built by the prisoners of war. And I'm telling my husband this. And I said, I have to go to Jersey. I have to go to Jersey. I absolutely have to go to Jersey. 12 years later, in 2009, on one of my trips over to England, I made plans to go to Jersey, to go to the Channel Islands. So I went to school at the Arthur Finley. I went to the classes there at the Arthur Finley and I studied there for a couple of weeks. And then I met my husband at Heathrow. He flew in and we decided that we'd go and we'd tour Jersey, the Channel Islands. And I was so excited because I was going to get the chance to see where I had died in a past life. I was even going to get the chance to walk through them because now they're a tourist attraction. The, the Channel Islands, they were in a historical site. They're still a historical site to today. And we did. We went to the Channel Islands and I toured the tunnels. What was even more interesting about that trip was I'm, my father is a Frenchman. Now, the people on Jersey speak a language called Gervais, but their islands are, and they're owned by England. The Channel Islands are owned by England, but they're like the jewels that fell off the coast of France and they just kind of floated off because the people there speak a lot of French. And you can see France from Jersey. You can see the shoreline of France from Jersey. And I have always known my father is a full-blood Frenchman, as well as Dave's father was a full-blood Frenchman and his family line, all French. My father's line came from Normandy, which is off part of France. Well, when we were touring Jersey one day with the cousins, we met all of David's cousins and, and some various relatives. They took us around the island and we came to a place called Laroque Point. My maiden name is Laroque. And when I saw this sign that said Laroque Point, I just about fell over. So I got out and I had my picture taken so I could send it to my father. <laughs> Dave and I stood by the sign and had our picture taken. But then when I did some further research and I started researching the tunnels on a nine, really researching Jersey, not just the family. Now I'm really not that interested, by the way, in the family <laughs> so much as I am interested now in the actual history of Jersey. And when I was researching the history of Jersey, I discovered that the very first bomb that fell on Jersey fell on my father's birthday on June 28th. So I knew this particular life that I have now the energetic connections to my father and to my husband's family were very strong and they were very real. To be honest with you, when my father met my husband's father, they were friends immediately. It's like they'd known each other their whole lives. So this whole connection in Jersey, 
This is 31 years apart from my past life experience with a psychic sitting in an office in Calgary when I'm in my 20s. And I don't even believe in psychics really at that point. To 31 years later, where there's been a lot of life experiences, a lot of different things have happened. And I've met this really wonderful guy who I think is just terrific. And I'm still married to him today. And we've, we've been married for 30 some years. Oh, and by the way, I haven't been claustrophobic since that day. <laughs> I don't have any trouble in small spaces anymore. This is a really good example of how people, sometimes when you think of a country and you start finding yourself getting emotional or you feel really connected to a certain kind of food, or you just find yourself always looking up for pictures or there's certain colors that attract you that are really relevant to certain flags, or you're going to find that if there's any cell memory leakage and, and a phobia is a great way to find out if you do have a past life experience in another country or in another part of the world, or just even in the part of the world you currently live in. But you can identify in some cases, a lot of that story, and you can start unraveling it just like I did. I had no idea when I sat down in her office for that workshop, or even for that consultation, that was going to be the fallout. I had no idea that all those years later, I would meet this wonderful guy. I had no idea that his family would be connected in some way to my family. I had no idea. I had no clue. And it just shows you how synchronistic life is and how things unfold. We're not necessarily going to know every step along the way. But if we follow our noses, we'll always be going in the right direction. We always really will. And because I went to that psychic in 1978, I became non-claustrophobic and I have had experiences in my lifetime that you only dream of. They're unheard of. I've never heard of anybody else going through this type of experience. So what I did is I took a hypnosis course, hypnosis training course, so that if somebody wanted to have a past life experience, I could help them do that. And if they wanted to explore a phobia or something that was going on in this lifetime for themselves, I could do that. But in my work, mostly in my work, what I tend to do is I do private personal readings for people by Zoom, by phone. I have clients all over the world. And I also do group readings. I clear environments. I'm very sensitive to environments. And if you find yourself sensitive to environments, that's your psychic sense talking to you. And you are psychic too. Did you know that? Every one of you, every one of you that's listening right now, you're psychic too. You all have your own abilities. Some of you are what is called a claircognizant, which means you get data downloads and you think you're just crazy. You need to be medicated. Something's wrong with you. You think your imagination's going crazy or going wild. Not, no, not the case. You're getting information, but you just don't know how to process it. For those of you that are clairsentients, you find yourself walking into a room and all of a sudden you're picking up a mood. You walked in and you were feeling really good. And then when you're in there for 10, 15 minutes, you've got to get out because you're just like, all of a sudden you feel sick or you're overwhelmed or you feel sad. Well, it's because you're picking up all the stuff from somebody else that's in the room or everybody else that's in the room. You've got your psychic window wide open. And I help people with all of that. Learning how to control your psychic ability. I don't believe that we need to leave this physical experience to become enlightened. I believe that we in our lifetimes right now, right now can become enlightened and become empowered so that we can be the very best that we can be in our own energized selves. We can have, be, and do whatever it is we want to have, be, and do, but we have to step into our own energized power. We can't just think it's all just a physical trip because it's not, it's not. The physical aspect is necessary. Otherwise, you can't have this physical experience and hug puppies and watch sunsets and smell roses. You need to have those senses and they're connected to physical. Something else a lot of people don't really realize is that the ego also falls away when we transition out of physical. So when your loved ones leave, their ego falls away and they're no longer concerned about cars and houses and money. 
they're concerned about you and your love and, and your health and your wealth, your well-being. Your loved ones are always connected to you energetically because while we're here in physical, we're also here in spirit. We have a soul. Let's just explore a little bit about the claircognizant. Claircognizants are very common on the planet. They're people who are logical, practical, analytical people. They're people who think their way through life. And a lot of times claircognizants are very much in their heads because they've had very difficult lifestyles as children. So what they've done is they shut down their emotional center so they wouldn't be vulnerable. And when they've done that now, well, that, that's not a good thing to do, but I don't recommend it. But when they shut down their emotional center, then they feel safe, but they're trying to translate their feelings through their logical aspect. And you can't think your feelings. It just doesn't work. And a clairsentient, on the other hand, is somebody who's fully into their, into their feeling center. So they pick, and it can be uh, an extreme clairsentient would be a drama queen and or a drama king. And an extreme claircognizant would be an ice queen or an ice king. That's the way we would refer to them in our logical selves. To have a balance of the two is essential. If you're going to process through your life, you must have a balance of the two. You must have your clairsentient and your claircognizant aspect in balance. But there will always be one that's your core, that's your strength. Mine is claircognition. And that is simply because I did shut down my emotional center as a child. And I've had difficulty opening up my emotional center. Emotions for me have always been very difficult until ah, oh, just in the last, well, my husband actually has been a big part and my children, having my children, big part of all of that. But emotions are very difficult for claircognitives until they can come to grips with why they shut them down in the first place. So there's a little trip that has to be taken back down memory lane. And sometimes past life experiences can really help you with that. If you're interested in past life work, I would take a look at any work by Dr. Brian Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. -S. Brilliant man, absolutely brilliant man. I went on a cruise with a girlfriend, an Alaskan cruise, not that long ago, actually just a couple of years ago, because Brian Weiss was teaching past life regression workshops on the cruise. I mean, why not the best of both worlds, right? I got to go zip lining in Alaska <laughs> and eat great seafood and drink lots of good beer. Yeah. Went to a saloon while I was up there. Anyways, I digress. Um, Dr. Brian Weiss, get some of his books. He's done lots and lots of work or listen to him. I don't know. Um, I got to tell you about a workshop I attended with Dr. Weiss. It was hilarious. I was sitting in the front row and this was before the cruise. This was way back when, way, way, way back. Um, and I went to one of his workshops in, in the States and, and the room was full, but I always try to sit at the front of the class because I don't like being distracted. And I'm sitting there and he's talking away and he's got a very, very hypnotic voice, very melodic, almost very kind of calm, peaceful. And I could hear this funny noises behind me. And when I turned around, half the class was asleep. It was hilarious. He literally lulled them to sleep. And I think this was a common occurrence. I think this happened quite a bit. But anyways, he's a brilliant man and he's done some amazing work. And for those of you that are skeptics, Dr. Brian Weiss is a doctor. He is a scientist and he ended up falling into past life work because he hypnotized a client because they couldn't get to the bottom of her issues. And she ended up flipping into a past life. The interesting experience, her name was Catherine. And the interesting experience about that is Dr. Weiss nor Catherine, neither one of them believed in past lives. And to have a past life experience come up in their, in their session together was really quite shocking. So pick up his work. When it comes to phobias, yeah, you can explore phobias and try and determine if maybe it came from this experience on this planet at this time in this life, because cell memory leakage is a term that's used a lot in our, in our studies and in our work. 
But cell memory leakage can't be held accountable for everything. Not everything is due to cell memory leakage. Sometimes we just want it to be because it's easier, we think. <laughs> but like my experience that I had with claustrophobia clearly came from a past life. It was very much that was the connection. But for a lot of people, claustrophobia might come from, I don't know, maybe getting stuck under the covers when you were a little baby or maybe being in a dark room or maybe there was, I don't know, some other reason. And you can explore that. You can do it through hypnosis or you can do it through going to see a psychic. Oftentimes a psychic can also help you with that kind of thing. If you're interested also in exploring past life or if you're also interested in knowing why you're here on this planet, I can help you with that too. I do what I call, I, I walk backwards into your past. And I will walk from where you are now to where you used to be. And I can literally walk back and I can tap into your purpose. Why did you come here in the first place? And I don't mean when, when I say that, I don't mean why are you in my office? I mean, why are you here? Why are you on the planet? What was your reason? What did you want to know? What did you want to learn? Why did the people that came with you come with you? What is their play in your life? What is their part in your story? And just remember, always, always remember, you're the one that holds the pen. You're the one that writes your story. So if you want to start uncovering some of the things that are holding you back from developing your full psychic abilities, then you can do that through things like hypnosis or things like exploring past lives or exploring phobias. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open this up to some questions that I've gotten from people. Here's an example of what can happen after someone's come in for a session with me. This is just, I get thousands of emails from people who didn't really understand what was going on uh, when they were in the session, or they understand part of it, but they didn't understand it all. And when they get home, then they figure it out. And here's a good example. So let me read this to you. Thank you again for your time today. I'm so grateful to have had the time to hear from my grandmothers. I phoned my mother shortly after leaving to see if I could figure out the lemon meringue pie thing a bit. On Thursdays, my mom takes my grandparents shopping and each week they would go to Walmart and my Oma would buy a $3 lemon meringue pie. Then they'd all go back to my grandparents and my Oma, my Opa and my mom would have lemon meringue pie and coffee. And my mom just bought my Opa one yesterday. Thank you again. It's definitely brought me some comfort knowing she's no longer in pain and that she's with me. Thank you, Kelly. This is a good example of notes that I can get hundreds and hundreds and thousands of notes that I have in my files from clients who've come in for mediumship sessions and they're looking for a loved one. And when we make contact and then there's the validation, because again, the medium's job is to validate life after life. It's not to get dramatic. It's not any of that. It's to validate life after life. Here's a note from somebody who <laughs> lost her rings. And she asked me uh, if I could help her find her rings. And that's not something that I really profess to be very good at. I'm not a physical medium uh, or a physical psychic, but during our session, so we, I just didn't worry about it. I just did her reading for her. And I remember this lady because she was very nice. I actually was able to go and pick berries at her place later, <laughs> a, a, few, a few weeks later, um, because she had a berry orchard. Anyways, here's a note I got from her. She said, hi, Sharon, I found it. I wrote a note asking for help to find my rings and left it on my desk and meditated on it. And I received that it was up above my head. So I started looking higher. I noticed some slippers were in a funny position on the top shelf of the closet. So checked further back behind them. And there it was. You were right. Thanks for the help. Have fun berry picking, Marg. <laughs> so there's a good example of uh, when you get lucky. <laughs> but I, I obviously got some information from Spirit. 
I gave it to her and she ran with it. But again, it's not, I wouldn't be calling me up to try and find lost things because I don't think I'm, that's not my, that's not my strength. Hi, Sharon. Here's a good example of another uh, client that came in. Um, this is a young lady who came in to make contact with her father uh, who had passed. Hi, Sharon. I just wanted to thank you again for yesterday. It felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I can start my journey of healing and dealing more positively with my family. I'm glad my dad seemed to be soaring so high and weightless as he often complained this last year of feeling such a heavy weight on his chest and he hated that he had so much difficulty breathing. We had a videographer at the funeral so the family who couldn't make it could view it and I was finally able to watch it this morning. It was beautiful and I was able to release so much emotion after. I also watched your family video this morning that I, I gave her. So I have some videos that are on uh, SharonRose.com and they're workshops that I did. But because she was struggling so much and she was a client, I gave her a coupon to go into the family video. She was, what had happened was she was struggling with her family. When her dad passed, there was all kinds of, you know, people weren't talking to each other and whatnot. And it helps you join back with your family. She said, I wrote down so many things that I'm going to try. Take care. I'll be back. I'm sure my journey's just beginning, Elisa. But there's a good example of somebody that came in to see me for a mediumship session and came away with some really good psychic tools to help her heal with her family, as well as to allow her to heal herself through the loss. I love getting those types of, of emails, but I get so many of them. Something else that I do is energetic space clearing. And one of the things that does come up is I have people call me and I had one gentleman called me one day and he said, I need you to come out. He says, I got a ghost in my house. And I said, oh, he said, in fact, he says, we even moved because of that ghost, but the ghost moved with us. And there's a question I always ask my clients when they tell me they've got a ghost or activity in their home. And that question is, do you have a teenager living with you? And people don't get it when I say that, but teenagers are powerful, transitional young boys and girls. And they're trying so hard to let go of the need for dependence on the parents, but they're trying so hard to reach for independence and their energy is soaring through the roof. They're the highest energy on the planet. And uh, lo and behold, he did. He had a, a daughter <laughs> who moved with him and he started paying attention and he noticed that there wasn't a lot of activity when she wasn't actually in the house. So he put two and two together and they went to counseling. <laughs> there was stuff they needed to know. Uh, it's just, a, just another question that uh, people will come to me with. You guys, this is our pilot. As you know, this is a pilot episode. We're really excited that we actually made our way through the whole thing. <laughs> really excited about that. Those are um, the, the previous notes and, and emails that I read. Those are all from clients who have been to see me and that had concerns and the reasons that they had concerns and some of the fallout that they had, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to invite you at this point in time, if you have any questions, any interests and in anything you'd like to know or anything you'd like to ask, I invite you to send me an email. Sharon at SharonRose.com. Really easy. Send me an email and we can get you uh, on the air. We'll put your question on the air if you're okay with that. And let us know if you want us to use just your first name. We can do that. Or no name. We can do that too. So yeah, right. want to hear from you. Okay. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. To learn more about her and what she can offer you, please go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. She also invites you to sign up for Kitchen Witchin's six-month workshop series. Details can be found at kitchenwitchin.ca where you can register for the next series that starts on November 1st. Registration is now open. You can also contact her through Sharon Rose Psychic Life Coach and Medium Facebook page. 
please follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss any of the conversation. Sharon looks forward to talking to you next time.